Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. After 13 years as a marriage and family therapist and relationship coach, I am here to answer your questions and teach you what I know about the great masculine and feminine dance and how you can create the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet. Welcome to today's episode. This is your host, Jenny Morrow. And today I'm going to be addressing a quote that I recently put up in our private Facebook community. And I had a couple of comments on it from members of our community who were curious to understand the quote a little bit more and wanted some examples. So I thought this would be a fun one to put on the podcast and to go through. So before I dive into today's episode, if you're interested in joining our free Facebook community, go to Facebook and in the search bar, type in advanced relationship podcast community and simply ask to join. And that's a great place to stay connected to Bryce and I on a daily basis where we are posting relationship info, quotes, and we're doing Facebook lives. And so come check us out there. And... I think that's it as far as announcements. If you're listening to this and you want more info on what Bryce and I do and or you want to set up a session with one of us, go to www.advancedrelationshipacademy.com. Okay, so I want to dive in today and talk a little bit about this quote that I put on the Facebook page. And the quote says this, it says, logic and emotion always coexist. If it appears that someone is being too logical, you don't understand their emotion. And if it appears that someone is being too emotional, you don't understand their logic. So before I dive in and give some examples of this polarity in particular, one thing to remember here is that this is one of many polarities. This is one of many opposites. And when I work with clients, I'm always working under the idea that the polarities cannot actually be separated. It would be like taking a magnet and trying to cut it in half. So let's say you have a magnet and you thought, okay, I don't want the positive side. I only want the negative side. So you cut the magnet in half. And then what happens? You have now two magnets and each magnet has a positive and a negative side. And so you cut it again. And now you have three magnets and all three magnets have a positive and a negative side. So this is a little bit how it is with polarities. Sometimes we try to cut polarities in half. We look at our partner and we label them as one side of a polarity as though they ever could be just that. And the idea here is that every polarity always contains its opposite. And it's very common, even for me knowing this, there are moments when I'm in relationship conversations with Bryce and I get frustrated and I think, you're not hearing my emotion. You're just being too logical. It's not untrue that you can have a magnet and you can place a blanket, say, over the negative side and say, oh, see, this only has a positive side. I mean, you can attempt to try to hide one side of a polarity from yourself and or in relationship. The idea here is that you can't actually split it though. It's not actually possible. Now, again, when I am triggered, this is much more difficult for me to remember because I polarize myself as well. But when I'm in a session with a client and or I'm in a relationship of my own and I'm in a more centered place and I'm able to actually be in a position where I'm remembering this concept, I can use this concept to create more space in the conversation to both be heard 
And when that happens, and when we're able to see the position, the logic and the emotion on both sides, then that's what allows us to start to do real problem solving. Otherwise, we're kind of just creating some kind of a solution that's really more of a strategy solution. It may not feel great to either person or it may not feel great to both people. And that's because you're not really addressing the logical concerns and the emotional concerns of both people. So I want to give an example of what this can look like. So let's say a couple comes in to see me into a session. A couple comes in and the wife wants to spend $1,200 on a beautiful cream sofa. And the husband is really frustrated and he says, how can you want to spend $1,200 on a sofa when we're struggling to make ends meet? So in this position, who would you say is being more emotional and who is being more logical? And I'm gonna give you even a little bit more of the argument, okay? So her argument is, I really like it. I love the beautiful sofa. I feel really calm when I sit in it. I feel excited as I imagine it against our picture window. And he's saying, how can you want that when we're struggling to make ends meet? How can you want to spend $1,200 when we're wanting to make ends meet? So in this situation, in general, who would be seen as the more emotional one and who would be seen as the more logical one? In this example, I use more emotional language for the wife's argument and more logical language for the husband's argument. So the wife may be seen as the one who's just really emotional. She's just leaning on emotion. She's trying to make decisions out of emotion and the husband's being more logical. Now, if we release that idea that one is emotional and one is logical, and instead we trust that they always coexist, that underneath the wife's emotional approach is logic, And underneath the husband's, quote, logical approach is emotion, that the two always coexist. So if we were to dive a little bit deeper into something like this, and I were to actually explore more deeply with the couple, I may find something like the wife may end up saying, you know, one of the things that's popping up for me is that it's less expensive to spend $1,200 now rather than spend $400 now on something I don't really like, only to turn around and purchase a new couch two or three years down the road when our financial situation is turned around. So she may be thinking, it's just cheaper to do it this way now. She may also say something like, I'm not really that worried about our financial situation. We've always turned it around. So she may actually have evidence and data from their past that says, oh, we have ups and downs in our financial life, and sometimes our financial life takes a dip, you know, sometimes the business is down, or my husband is making less money at work, or I'm making less money at work, so sometimes our financial situation is down, and in the experience of our life, when I look at the data, it's always gone back up. So she may have some kind of actual data that she's looking at in her mind, based on how she's experienced the past, where she's not worried about the financial situation. So that would be an example of being able to dive in and actually see more deeply how she is creating logic. And there might actually be some validity to that logic. So again, that would be something to explore more deeply. Now, the husband, on the other hand, may think I'm the one who's being logical here, right? And you're the one who's being emotional. And... Yet, when we look at the husband's logic and we say, okay, what is his emotional need? So in this case, it might be that the husband's emotional need may be safety. And a lot of us think of safety as something that's just logical. We all want safety. And that's that's true. We all have a need for safety. And if someone's need for safety is met, in this example, the wife's, 
then there might be another need on top of that. There's also a theory that comes from Tulane Meadner's work where she says that according to her work, there are just certain emotional needs that will be higher than others at different times for certain reasons. So the need for luxury is one of the 21 needs that she delineates, the need for luxury. So the wife's need for luxury may be higher than her need for safety. Now again, because she feels safe enough at whatever level she needs to, to have the luxury of a $1,200 couch, be above her need for financial safety around this specific purchase. Now the husband's needs may be different and or he may not experience the feeling of luxury from the couch that the wife is experiencing. So it's not actually even meeting his need for luxury and his need for safety may just be higher than his need for luxury. So there's a lot of different factors that can play into this. Let's see, let me give one more example of another potential emotional need the husband may have. The husband may also have an emotional need of peace and balance. So he may feel like, man, in order to keep up, in order to do what I've done in the past, where we've had financial lows and then we pull out and we come up to another financial high, or we come back up and to a financial safe place, you know, I've had to put in so much work to do that. And I don't want to do that. It feels like it takes away from my peace and balance. And I don't want to do that again. So again, he may have some of that going on and his need for peace and balance may be higher than his need again for luxury, or in this case, maybe even higher than his need for love, right? Because again, the couch may or may not feel like a luxury to him, But having his wife experience the luxury she would like may be more connected to the feeling of him being able to feel and access an experience of love with her and for her. And his need for peace and balance and or his need for safety and or his need to be right, you know, all of these are emotional needs. So it's easy to see this stuff as just logic and just emotion without knowing how to dive deeper into what's actually happening underneath, where is the emotion under each person's position, and where is the logic. Once you can get that more whole, instead of splitting each person's argument into logical or emotional, once you can get under both, then there is the possibility of getting a resolution that feels really, really good to both people. So I hope that helps. There are so many examples I could give to talk about this, and I thought about a few others, but I'm going to just let that be. I think that that's hopefully at least enough to make more sense of that quote. Logic and emotion always coexist. If it appears that someone is being too logical, you don't understand their emotion. If it appears that someone is being too emotional, you don't understand their logic. If you have more questions on that one and you want to dive into how to actually navigate that in your own relationship, go to advancedrelationshipacademy.com, click on the coaching button, and there you can feel free to set up a coaching session with me or with Bryce, and one of us can go through this more deeply with you. Okay, sending you lots of care, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.